Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Listen, I gave up on you a long time ago and my life is better for it. Okay, so, I love that. For good you. luck. Hey, same to you. Everything anyone same says to you. to you about any of this is always going to fall on deaf ears. You're a lost cause. Okay, don't speak you on don't behalf of the whole group. You're not the queen of the group. Come on. Your ego's getting a little like. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Vanderpump Rules episode for the week. Um, Wow. I feel like we have a good season here. I have to like eat crow just a little bit because I did say possibly on several occasions that I just felt like there was so much of a fever pitch around what's going on this season and getting scoops and stuff that we were just gonna like get nothing really because we all knew it was gonna happen but I'm appreciating what the season is giving us I I have to say and I'm I'm appreciating that I'm appreciative okay happy valentine's day by the way love you love you um let's get into this episode right we left off last week with Tom Sandoval's depressing 41st Hopefully the mic picked up on my air quotes, the air rushing by and the quotes that I'm making here. Birthday. And uh, James has just left because Tom tried to bring up Chris and Doty and the fact that they had sex 10 years ago as a way to not say that he's sorry for hooking up with Rachel. Okay, so James just left. Schwartz was there. Schwartz is now confused as to why James just left, because he was only there for a minute. He probably is still there pissing outside, frankly. But um, Sandoval's like, oh, let's go talk about it, right? 
So they go to this room to talk. Shout out to Maya. Maya the dog follows after them to get the tea. Like, what happened, girl? So then <clears throat> Tom tells Schwartz that James asked him if he was sorry for the ultimate betrayal. And Schwartz is like, yeah, you should have said yes. And then Tom was like, no, no, listen for a second. Like, she was the exact same thing to me. Like, he did the same thing to me, only, like, way, way worse. And Schwartz is like, oh, man. <laughs> I was hopeful you guys could have maybe a more productive conversation. But just for future conversations, that's not going to be the last time somebody comes at you, Sandoval. And if you get really upset every time, it's going to have a really negative effect on your life. Maya's ears are back. They're, like, as back as far as you can go. Like, I'm not trying to hear this either. This is some bullshit. I, here's what I'm, like, constantly this year thinking when I see Schwartz. What is it? What's going on with you, kid? Because it's, like, he's doing things that he doesn't even have to do. Like, okay, I had, I was thinking, okay, clearly both of them, both Toms, are sweating about them getting kicked out of the show by not having friendships with anybody, right? Like, clearly Schwartz didn't give a shit about Katie, but Ariana is now a whole new, different animal to deal with because with Ariana basically comes everybody else, right? However, like, for Sandoval, I'm just not understanding, like, okay, I get that you get your... Schwartz might, in his mind, be like, okay, yeah, we're friends, right? I'm not thrilled with him however filming with him is sort of a means to an end for me but then the other stuff like being by his side with the podcast and interviews and other things that he doesn't have to do for Sandoval it just adds to the fact in moments like this where I just don't know like how much we can rely on the past and also what past like all Schwartz can say is that they have this great history, but, like, what, what, what is it? <laughs> you know, like, other than, like, he's just been around. What, where's the depth? Like, where's, I'm seeing quantity. You're talking about quantity, but the quality of the friendship is where it's, like, 404 footage not found for me. And, and that's, frankly, on both ends. But to me, like, I see him in this scene where Sandoval's clearly being loud and wrong saying things that Schwartz does not agree with, and he's cringing inside of his body. And it's like, what, is it worth it? Like, why are you doing this? Like, you're clearly not having fun. You're not agreeing with him. Agreeing with him. You're not having fun. People don't like the fact that you hang out with him. They say that you're a definitively better person without Sandoval. And still... I just can't imagine, like, hanging out with somebody who's constantly loud and wrong, and you're constantly like, oh, God, he said it again. You know, and it seems like every time y'all talk, it's a he said it again moment. And maybe it happens a couple times. So I just, I'm not understanding, like, what's in it for you, Schwartzy? What's going on here, babe? After that, we head over to Avalon for emo night. Sheena in an oversized black hoodie, good as gold, affixed to the bottom of her hoodie as you do you know ariana's got her season two deep side bang long hair it's a vibe right james walks in they're all in a green room in the back and he goes ariana i just left you know whose house and she looks at him and he goes my my house you mean my house <laughs> so then james tells everybody 
he hasn't talked to Tom in six months. Out of the blue, he's getting this text about, oh, come over to my birthday and how manipulative that is to like invite somebody over on their birthday. So it's like they're playing chess at this point. So James in his mind is like, all right, well, then I'll fucking show you. Of course, Sheena says in a confessional. I just feel like it's interesting that Tom, who was telling people, oh, throw tomatoes at Tom on stage, is the first person who's been unblocked and reached out to by Tom. And she goes, you know, maybe the fact that he didn't reach out to me and I'm still blocked means that maybe our friendship never meant anything to him. But also I have trashed him and maybe he thinks that his friendship never meant anything to me. I guess it goes both ways in our group. (laughs) So then James tells everybody... Sandoval flipped it on him with the Kristen stuff. And Ariana says exactly what I've been thinking. This is scary. It's a scary situation with Sandoval. He has nobody around him that gives him honest feedback. It's basically just people that he pays at this point. Cut to him back at you-know-who's house. His house. Ariana's house. Going around telling, like, Kyle Chan, oh, you know, James is the ultimate hypocrite, bro. Like, Kyle's just looking at the floor, nodding. He can't even make eye contact with Sandoval. He's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Telling Jason, uh, you know, he, he's lost the right to act fucking... He, he couldn't even finish the thought. Jason's like, mm-hmm, sure. Telling Billy Lee, who's playing the perfect role, horrified as though she hasn't heard this story probably every other day for the past six months. Uh, James wiping his dick off of this with my shirt, my t-shirt after sex. And she's like... Okay, whatever, dude. Billy Lee is like, girl, <laughs> it's like cringe to watch her be such a pick me. I, I just like I, I have no tolerance for pick me since 2024. Like, I can't do it. It's embarrassing, babe. It's not even embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I just like, you know, it's like stand up, sis. Stand up. So Schwartz says, to Sandoval, hey, I'm going to leave. He got that invite from Sheena, and he's like, you know, I need to be on this call call sheet as well, okay? I got bills to pay. So he's like, you know, I didn't know that, like, James and I are trying to make up. We're tighter than ever. Sheena and I are trying to do something. But, you know, even though Sandoval's a doucher and everybody hates him right now, is doucher, like, an L.A. term? I actually don't think that I've heard anybody use the term doucher except for shorts. Is that like a Florida thing? I don't talk to men from Florida, so I wouldn't know. But anyway, back at emo night, Sheena Sheena performs her screamo version of Good as Gold. And to get more insight into Sheena's career goals as a pop star, saying in a confessional, I'm on cloud nine. Like, I truly never wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be more of like a Gwen Stefani, Fergie route. And I really had to like pause and rewind that and be like, wait, you didn't want to be a pop star, but you did want to be Gwen Stefani or Fergie. She wanted to have a band of all dudes and be the only chick in it, which is... <laughs> this is why Sheena Shea is our strongest soldier, okay? She's living her dreams. A bunch of random dudes behind her. She's in an oversized hoodie, oversized hoodie and, um, you know, knee-high boots, screaming. The crowd's going wild. She's got the pigtails in. This is the greatest night of her life, okay? And frankly, I'm feeling it too. <laughs> We're all good as gold in this moment, okay? All right. Back at uh, You Know Who's, 
Sandoval says in a confessional, he's just really glad for the people who stuck with him because because of their association with him, Billy's had transphobic comments, which is unacceptable and fucked up, you guys. Jason got threats of some sort just for being his friend, right? So it just really means a lot to him. And I don't want to, like, take away from this moment because I'm sure that it should mean a lot to him. Like, it should, right? But the Barbara Bush green, Kelly green blazer is just really distracting because, like, the more they zoom out, I think they're trying to let us know, like, y'all, see, look at how long this blazer is. Like, this is a woman's blazer. A Barbara Bush collection blazer. And don't think that I didn't Google Barbara Bush Kelly Green Blazers. And I found a couple results, okay? And it was giving. It was giving. And then here's where Sandoval always goes left for me. Because he stands by the refrigerator that has a Team Ariana sign stuck to it, by the way. And tells Billy Lee that he was expecting a call from Rachel at this point from his birthday. And they zoom in on the fact that it's midnight. So it's now officially no longer his 41st birthday for the fourth time. And that like, he's really disappointed by this. And Billy's like, I've seen you suffer with this breakup with Ariana. I've seen you suffer with Raquel. Cause uh, we're going to a comedy show and you're running out the door to be on the phone with her. You're like at her beck and call Billy. She's in treatment. I don't think she has, like, all the time in the world to be calling you. I think she probably has, like, certain times. And he has to adhere to it. Okay. You're at her back and call. So Tom says up until a couple weeks ago that he would talk to Raquel, like, every couple days, right? He was, you know, again, really hoping she would reach out on his birthday, but nothing. And he considers Raquel his best friend. <laughs> You hear that, Schwartz? And that he loves her and misses her. So Billy's like, listen, I'm all about Raquel's healing, but now it's all about you. You're focusing on yourself and not another girl. That's the journey that we're on. Did she say that's the journey that we're on? We? <laughs> you and me? Why Why we? <laughs> okay. Did you get... Well, I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to go there. So the next day, Katie goes over to Ariana's. They're getting IVs. And she tells her, oh, I'm going to be hanging out with Sheena later. And, you know, Katie's talking about how they're in a good place right now. She says in a confessional, because the lights are on now. And someone's finally home. And we're able to communicate. <laughs> I feel like this might be the best case scenario for Katie and, and Sheena. This right here. I, I don't think we could expect any better. <laughs> Ariana says... Listen, I kind of feel like he, uh, like um, Sheena has this soft spot for Schwartz. And she tells her, like, you know, I just feel like she always kind of makes the best out of her friendships, blah, blah, blah. Right. But Katie's like, listen, I already asked her if she was going to be like a flip-flopping ass bitch. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Right. Like she is so emotionally checked out of anything involving Schwartz. And it's really it's really nice to see because this man really like. This guy has got the hook, you know, and the hook will bring you back. I ain't telling you no lie, okay? And so it's nice to see, like, her finally be free. We've never seen Katie, who is not emotionally involved in shorts, like, truly does not give a fuck. And it's, I like this, Katie. I'm a fan. So Ariana says that this is kind of like a habit for Sheena. This is, there are more people 
in Sheena's history besides Tom Schwartz that use her for this sort of thing, like to get an in through her because they get her to like feel for them. So Katie's like, yeah, that's what makes me nervous, too. I just feel like she's going to bring around people in energy that I don't want. Do you guys remember that there was some issue with Charlie or was it the other one? I think that maybe there was some issue with like Sheena, Katie and Charlie. Maybe I'm throwing Katie into this and it was just Sheena and Charlie. But there was something where like somebody was telling the other person, oh, if you maintain a friendship with this person, we can't be friends. But obviously I don't know the story, so let me not tell it. What story I can tell, though, is that I saw Brett from last episode, the one who's talking to James at Tom's party about like, oh, Katie's keeping me out of the friend group. And James is like, who the fuck are you? Um, I saw him say something. Oh, my God. He posted a TikTok. (laughs) He posted a TikTok basically saying that, like, what you see on television is not reality all the time. And even him and nobody, they can manipulate the situation and what happened and what he said. But that wasn't the truth. And that he's known James for, like, six years. And, like, I guess that was the big gotcha uh, that he's actually known James. I mean, it doesn't really take away from the look that James gave you. (laughs) So, I mean, him just being like, who the fuck is this guy in a confessional? I don't really know if this is like, oh, uh oh, let's all rethink everything. But, you know, we're all entitled to say what we want to say. You know, we could all get in front of a microphone as... I'm doing right now. Let's move on. We head over to Beverly Hills. Lisa's now in a emptying out pump, right? She's on a FaceTime with Ken. I don't really give a fuck about those. Like, to be honest, Ken kind of actually gave it up when he tells Lisa, we can keep doing pump if you really want to do it. Because she's like, oh, Ken, I just can't believe it's all over. And he's like, well, we can keep doing it if you want to. She's like, well, no. And then she's like, well, if it was the same rent, I would. But anyway, Tom Sandoval walks in with a bouquet of flowers. You know, oh, my God, I I got to go, Ken. So she asks him how, Tom, how are you doing? Have you seen anybody? He's like, well, I've seen Ariana. I haven't talked to her, obviously, but I've seen her. And Lisa's like, well, yeah, I think that ship has maybe sailed with you talking to her. I have no idea how you guys are in the same house. It's ridiculous. And I honestly think it would be the gentlemanly thing to move out, give her her space and move out. Tom's like, or one of us could keep it because it's a great house. And I put a lot of work and money into it. And I sent a letter of intent to Ariana like a month ago and I talked to my lawyer. So Lisa's like, okay, well, where's the way forward? He's like, Lisa, I'm trying. This is a lot for me. And Lisa's like, okay, well, you've created this, sir. And he's like, yeah, I created it, but still a lot, Lisa. And then he talks about how his friend Ali passed away, right? And he's like, then I have Sheena hitting me up, saying she's sorry. And then, like, the same day, she was releasing all these things, starting rumors about me and Billy, where she says on her podcast that she thinks maybe something in the past did happen with Billy and Tom, and they made a pact not to tell anybody about it. But then he's like, do you know what I need from you, Sheena? Like, I need you to take a day off. And then he starts talking about how Sheena needed to not have this guy come on her podcast and say sexually explicit things. And when Lisa's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) 
he doesn't I don't think he says Nima, but it's Nima from Shaz of Sunset, right? Who dated Rachel for like a few weeks. He is the one who said that Rachel was the one who told him at Coachella that Tom told her that he and Ariana were in an open relationship and that she felt like that Nima was getting the vibe that Rachel felt like, oh, this is an opening. Like, I know exactly what Sandoval is doing. That's basically what he said. And then he was like, you know, I was really on the phone with Rachel for like a long time about that. I was so grossed out about that. So he talks about how they were like sexually explicit things said, right? And I went back to listen to the clip of exactly what Nima said. There's a transcript and everything. You can go back. Just look up, like, I don't know, like, Nima shenanigans or something. Um, So, Nima does start before telling the story by saying, you know, like, and you can say this is hypocritical or not. You know, on the one hand, Tom did this to himself. It's kind of poetic justice that all this is happening. Like, granted, this is probably, like, I don't know, Scandival happened in March. It's probably like May, sometime in the summer, I would imagine this happened, right? Um, But then he says, but there's some point where it stops being poetic justice and it starts being a situation that could really affect Sandoval's mental health. He's getting dumped on a lot right now, you know, but also it's fair to say that Sandoval's not making it easier on himself by going to his shows and wearing that lightning bolt necklace and yada, 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 like courting this gossip fanning the flames, right? So, like I said, I go back to listen to this clip where Nima tells Sheena about the Coachella situation. And then he says in that same conversation in the hot tub where she mentioned there was some dude who was, like, going down on her at this point. I guess I should state that Nima says the his relationship with Rachel was, like, they hung out... He was living in New York at the time. I think she came to New York and, you know, they were like kicking it at some point during that time. He was like, Man, I'm not really feeling it. And she had mentioned like some other guys that she was interested in. And at that point he was like, well, I don't want you. So, yeah, you know, do your thing, baby girl. Go forth and prosper. Prosper. So she's telling him about some dude, some tall guy who likes going down on her. And he's like, cool, whatever. And then he brings up to Rachel like, Oh, because he he talks about how he has this, like, great relationship with Brock and blah, blah, blah. And how they were hanging out at one point. Nima and Rachel are at Sheena's house. I don't think Sheena's there. But Rachel's trying to fuck, basically. Like, she's got the galaxy lights on. She's like, oh, look, it's kind of like we're out in the stars. And he's like, yeah, no. It's kind of like we're in an apartment in Hollywood. And this isn't Joshua Tree, girl. But, um... It's kind of more like a, like a camp. I'm not going to fuck you. So basically that was it. So what him acting, Sandoval, like Nima was being so utterly disgusting by mentioning that this woman was trying to smash him at one point in time when they were dating or talking to each other. Like I could not imagine doing that like sir how many times did you record 
Rachel without her consent in sexually explicit situations, videos of her masturbating. You also admitted in the reunion that the one video that Ariana found was not the first one because you usually have a habit of deleting said videos. And Rachel's already made it very clear that she did not know that you had recorded her. So that really, to me, feels a lot more disgusting. I think you think that it's more disgusting what Nima said because he said it on a podcast. And is it great? No. Am I going to indict somebody for being like, one girl wanted to fuck me one time? No. I would be more upset about you recording me, especially when I think I'm in an intimate relationship with you without my consent. And, you know, just leaving it in places where people could find it, including your current girlfriend. But whatever. Okay. It was disgusting. It's not great, but I don't think it's worse than what you did multiple times. So after that, Sandoval says to Lisa, you know, this kind of like mob mentality stuff has never been his thing. To which Lisa says, I know. So why don't you just tell everybody that you're sorry? And Tom's like, oh, well, because they're just going to be like, oh, well, you don't mean it. That's what they always say. You know, I'm dead if I do, dead if I don't. I just want to move on. She's like, okay, well, if you do want to move with all these people, like, do you want to move on without them or do you want to have a relationship with them? Which one is it? And then Tom accuses her, Lisa Vanderpump, of attacking him. And she's like, I'm not attacking you. I'm trying to help you, bro. So then Tom Sandoval says, I'm living my rock star dreams, literally, like fucking, it's fucking grueling, like grueling fucking work. <sighs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Lisa tells him, have some remorse. And he goes, I am a... I am a... <laughs> if I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but he's like, you know, then he says, you know, if I cried, it's like, oh, fucking crocodile tears. And then he said, I've battled with fucking suicide. Don't tell me what I felt. 
in a confessional, Tom says he was hanging by a thread. He couldn't see outside of himself, and it was getting to the point where he was like, what's the point, you know? And so Lisa says, I've reached out to you, Tom, and you know how I feel about that. Like, I understand you may have felt like that, and you promised me. You promised me. So in a confessional, Lisa says that after the reunion, she called Tom on the way home and told him if he ever had any thoughts like that, that he needs to tell her. And then he told her in that conversation, I'm not the type of person to do that. So to hear him saying that now, it's like, oh, he didn't call her. and He had those thoughts like it scares the living daylights out of her. So she's like, listen, I'm trying to find a way to help you move forward. You know, is can you work on a friendship with Sheeta? Anybody? And he's like, I don't know. And she tells him, well, the only way that that's going to happen is with sensitivity and contrition. And she says, do you understand that? Just say yes, Tom, you understand that without fighting me. He's like, yes. So here's my thing, right? This is like heavy, a heavy situation. It's heavy because uh, suicide is on the table. The conversation is something that he has contemplated. This is like, you know, just a heavy situation in general. Add to that Lisa's history with her own brother who completed suicide. It's very serious. Like, don't, I don't think any of you guys are like goofy enough to think that my anti-Tom Sandoval stance would ever equate to me wanting him to harm himself. Like, come on, you guys, like, that would be crazy. Um, And I do feel like I could totally understand if he's in this, like, beehive of negativity, myself contributing to this included, and he's feeling like this is all a lot and a little bit overwhelming, right? I could get how his mindset would get there. I I want to say this, like, in a way that is completely understood, that, like, obviously, I don't wish that he thought that, but I hope he's being honest with Lisa, because if he's not being honest, that's a really fucked up thing to say, you know what I mean? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, because you should, in these situations, that he would not be so crazy to, like, say this if that were not a reality in his life. Um... And yeah, and I guess that's really it. Like, I, that's really all I could say. I hope that he didn't really feel that way. But I also hope that, like, if he didn't really feel that way, that he would not express that. Because that's not fair to anybody. Regardless, I do feel like Sandoval's in a dangerous place. Like, not necessarily life or death dangerous, but I feel like he is in a dangerous place where, like Ariana said, he's got all these yes people who are just like, yeah, you're completely right. Like, you have the right to be mad at other people because of the mess that you've made in your life and the consequences of your own actions. And people not holding him accountable. And then when they do, he gets extremely defensive to the point where Lisa has to be like, I'm going to talk you through how to correctly answer this question, and I need you to do it without an argument. Just repeat these words and don't be mad about it. Like, that's wild. <laughs> that's a wild thing. And still to this day, it's like Nick Viles' podcast, there people are still having to do that. 
hey, Tom, how about you consider that you are 100% wrong and that maybe in this case, you should just be quiet and also say you're sorry. He's like, I am though. It's like, okay, well, nothing you just said about three seconds ago would indicate your um, feeling of sorry. So just trying to help you. I like, I'm just, <sighs> just like I, the amount of handholding is just so baffling to me because I've never in my life have I experienced this behavior towards me. Like nobody's given me these sorts of opportunities. I've also not really put myself in a bunch of situations where I would require this sort of contrition. But, you know, now that we're here, I just like, I, I've always had to be held accountable. So witnessing this happen to a man who's older than me is just quite an experience. I'll say that. Moving on, Katie and Sheena go to hang out with each other, right? Not... <laughs> I say there's not much to report here, but it was very funny to me that Sheena says in a confessional how she and Katie used to be so close and they just played like three clips of them between 2014 and 2016. And even in my memory, I could remember that like some of those were times that they had made up, not even times that they were consistently being friends with each other. (laughs) It was like two out of the three times. Oh, bless us. Bless us, everyone. Katie's going on a date the next day with the guy from email night. You guys, I had no idea that Tori from last week was the chick from the trailer who made out with both Shorts and Katie and is involved in the love triangle. Sweet little Tori, the the half babysitter. (sighs) What's going on? (laughs) How old is Tori, first of all? And anyway, so going back to Katie and Sheena, Sheena does apologize for being basically a pick me with shorts and thinking like, oh, you know, like I was kind of, you know, back on my bullshit and like wanting to invite everybody. So I invited him. But then as soon as Schwartz said, oh, you know, like I didn't want to abandon Sandoval on his birthday. I was like, oh, immediately I regret this. And I just don't want you to think that like I'm trying to make you uncomfortable by having shorts around. And Katie's like, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I don't care. Like, I'm actually more concerned about you than me. And Sheena's like, well, you know, but like for the past few months, I've really been evaluating who I want in my life. And we're only to necessary people. So just know that. Know that. So Schwartz goes to Vanderpump Dogs to drop off butters and biscuit. What was the other one? Gordo. And to get groomed and, you know, to do a scene with Lisa, right? First, he gives us a little bit more insight because he's been like dropping hints you know, his family's had health issues, but we didn't really know what's going on. There was a dad, one of his brothers, but we didn't know the details, right? So he tells us that the day before, Bert had, did I say twins? Triplets. That um, Bert had been, he had put Bert in rehab. Bert had to go to the hospital. They think he might have cirrhosis. And he says that there was a situation where Bert had gotten jumped. And that just kind of made him spiral. He never stopped drinking at that point. And yeah, he's like, you know, seeing somebody that I love suffer, it's really thinking, making me rethink my dependency to alcohol and, you know, moderation. (laughs) 
what I need to have. Okay. So then he says, you know, on top of that, the whole scan of all of it all was like this unforeseen, you know, radioactive cherry, as he said the other day. So Lisa's like, well, at this point with Sandoval, I just don't feel like the punishment fits the crime. And, you know, maybe I would feel differently if Ariana wasn't living her best life. But it's kind of like she moved on. That's such a, like, way to look at things. Like, great. Great that she's happy. Great that she was able to bounce back from heartbreak. Or so you perceive that from the outside. Or really, she's saying... Oh, she she got herself a little battery uh, sponsorship. So things are going great for her. So I my empathy for her is like lacking. And I just like, I'm like really sick of this narrative. I really am. Like, I'm so tired of it. Because here's the other thing is like, it's not as though Sandoval wasn't taking every opportunity thrown at him. The only reason why nobody talks about that is because everything he does flops. And the things that Ariana does are actually successful. Who are we to judge a brand for being like, hey, look at this uh, person who is commercially very viable at this moment. Let's give her an opportunity. And she's going to say, no, thank you, because people are tired of me. I won't take that bag. Girl, get real. I saw somebody say the other day that... Ariana should should have had an awareness that, like, I've seen a lot of conversation around the fact that, like, yes, this situation, what we're seeing this season is three months post everything going down. And it's a little bit tiring to watch it in present day. I don't feel that way, but I've seen people say that. But I also saw one person in particular say that Ariana should have had an awareness at the time of filming the season, that we would see it months later and that we would be tired of this. Do you see how unfair that is to her? Like, people are creating situations <laughs> that, like, are impossible to get through. She's supposed to think in her mind, three months after this dude devastated her life, as she's filming, let me not be in my feelings because maybe in nine months when people see this on television, they might be tired of this. I won't know that because again, I'm just living my life in real time because we're on a reality show. and I'm talking about the things that are happening in my life currently. How the hell is she supposed to know that all these months later, there's going to be like a a slight fatigue around this story. (laughs) And, And she solely is supposed to be responsible for that. Like that's so unrealistic and unfair. But then on the other hand, there are people who are like, I'm going to go to a Tom Sandoval and the most extra show, even though I don't like him and I'm going to put money directly in his pocket for the LOLs, but brands putting money in Ariana's pocket that has nothing to do with me. That's too much. And she needs to pipe down because I can't handle it. Let's be real. (laughs) Homie went on a podcast how many weeks ago, not even a month ago, to say uh, everything in the world about Ariana, the whole podcast was about her, but she can't tap dance on damn Chicago on Broadway. That's too much. Okay. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, okay. Even 
Like, even if I didn't like Ariana, I would still be like, this don't make sense, you guys. What's going on? So Lisa tells Schwartz, maybe people will always feel differently about Sandoval, but the thing that really worries me, and this is a personal trigger for me, is that he's so low that he actually said he's had some really dark thoughts. And Schwartz says, I would like to think that I'm one of Tom's best friends in the world, but he didn't even tell me that until after I found out through other people in his life. So Lisa says it scares the daylight out of me because my brother would say similar things leading up to his suicide and suddenly he was gone. And then she tells Tom that it's basically like Schwartz's job to navigate Sandoval's relationship with other people. He needs to try to be the one to get them, the whole group all together. And by the way, I'm opening up a, a, a lodge called Wolf in Tahoe. So why don't you guys do it there? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So now Sandoval doesn't have to do anything, and that's now Schwartz's responsibility to mend his fuck-up. Ma'am, do you want to just think about how long he stood underneath that bar at pump? Right here, where y'all are talking right now, before he had a fucking panic attack and, like, couldn't do it? About 37 seconds. So how do you think it's going to go with him mending the whole group together? Tom Schwartz? Baby. <laughs> Later, everybody goes to see you next Tuesday, and Schwartz crashes. Like, he shows up, but the first thing Lala goes is, wait, are you just popping in, or were you actually invited? He's like, oh, I'm just, just popping in. So then gets Schwartz, Schwartz gets excited that Lala even acknowledged him. So he pulls out this little, like, shot that he got brought with him, this little matcha shot that he got. He's like, look, look, I got you something. It's actually for me, but I got you something, Lala. It's because I'm sober curious. She's like, what the fuck does that mean? And Allie goes, Schwartz, I'm actually, that's actually what I'm doing right now, too. I'm, I'm a, also sober curious, Schwartz. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I am thinking about it. So then Schwartz goes over to the DJ booth to tell James about how he's going to invite everybody over to Tahoe. And James is like, oh, well, everybody here? Cool. But it would be really nice if Sandoval didn't come, but okay, fine. Then he says, listen, I don't want to spend my days feeling this anger. So if I have to really, truly let this go, I guess I have to not let this Sandoval stuff annoy me, right? And then in walks Sandoval with a pearl necklace and an early 2000s Abercrombie sweater. He says in a confessional that he's here because he's ready to be humbled. I don't think that anybody on this earth has walked into sir 
to be humbled. But okay. Sheena's the one who clocks him first. She's like, Sandoval's here. Sandoval's here, guys. Sandoval's here. <laughs> and Ariana. <laughs> I love when a bitch is so over her ex that she does the impression of him now because it's always the best one. There's no greater impression on this earth than an ex-girlfriend impersonating her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> so um, she says, yeah, he's probably going to be like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> so then Ariana says in a confessional, I don't know why Sandoval showed up to Sir. He's not in my circle. It's not going to happen. So he's actually there with Kyle Chan, right? The one who's the jeweler to the stars. And by the stars, I mean these people. That's, that's basically it. He did uh, Katie's engagement ring. So, and maybe even Britney's. I think I think he got. I think Britney got it too. Maybe even maybe even Sheena's. Sheena Sheena's moistenite one might be a Kyle Chan original as well. So Tom and Kyle sit down in this little like two seater sad little section away from the large group of everybody else, right? And so they're sitting down, and Kyle tells him that, like, Sheena had actually been asking him about Tom quite a few times, especially around the time that his friend Ali passed away. And so Tom's like, yeah, well, it just felt really insincere, you know, with the timing, and at that point I just had, like, enough. This is the sort of thing that he could say to Sheena that would be perfect if he wanted an in as he says with these people just hey it was a really bad timing for me with the podcast and and like you're saying one thing and I'm feeling another I I just like it was a lot for me at that point I think that would be a completely reasonable thing to say right and then Jesse Montana who works at sir shows up he walks up to Tom and is like oh you know I've been wondering how you've been doing and you know, I know you kind of fucked up, obviously. And he's like, listen, Tom's saying to him, like, I know there's been a lot of collateral damage because of me. I know you've gotten some. And Jesse's like, yeah, it was the worst. And he's like, you know, I told you when all this went down, I had to unfollow you on Instagram because I didn't want to be attached to the decisions that you made in your life. I don't. And so Tom's like, yeah, I didn't want you to deal with any extra stress because of me. And Jesse kind of gets choked up and is like, thank you for saying that. It means a lot to me. So when Jesse walks away, Kyle goes, so what, do you have to deal with that all the time, every single person you see? And then Tom starts to cry. He's like, no, I, I just feel bad that these people have to deal with this because, like, you didn't do anything, Shorts didn't, neither did he. And, like, this is, I think, the point where the friends, air quotes, of Sandoval's fuck up by not being, like, like holding him accountable in this moment, being like, oh, so what, do you just have to apologize every time? It's like... Where Schwartz told him earlier this episode, you need to prepare for the fact that people are going to come for you and that you need to, like, not get in your feelings and actually listen to what they're going to say. That was good advice. So after speaking to James, Schwartz goes back to the rest of the group and he tells them about the Tahoe trip that he's planning. And, you know, I'm going to invite everybody, even you know who. So Katie's like, why? (laughs) And Ariana says, well, I don't want to be anywhere near either of you right now, actually. So Schwartz is like, well, I just kind of figured since you guys are already in the same house that maybe it wouldn't be that awkward. And Ariana explains to him, well, we're in the same house. There's a mediator. We don't have to interact with each other. We don't have to see each other. And he's like, OK, well, you guys can like book your own spot or whatever. Like you guys don't even have to interact with us. OK, so then why? Why even invite them then? <laughs> 
And, and so Lala's like, after everything that happened, what makes you feel the need to stand by this guy? And Schwartz is like, well, we had a very beautiful friendship, you know? And it's drained right now, and that kind of sucks for me. And Lala goes, I think the friendship is beautiful because you're part of it, but on his end, whether you want to see this or not, the day's going to come where you're actually going to see it. And you're going to look back and go, and she points at Ariana and go, I fucking should have gotten rid of him when that happened. And so Tom's like, well, we're working through it. Like, like I said, it's a work in progress. <laughs> and Ariana goes, listen, I gave up on you a long time ago and my life is better for it. So good luck with that. Right. Any of this shit you say is going to fall on deaf ears. And Shorts just goes, OK, well, you're not the queen of the group. Like, come on, your ego's getting a little like, come on. Mariana says in a confessional, Schwartz is very clearly confusing strength and boundaries with ego. And who said that in a recap in episode one? I think it was your girl. I think it was. So then Schwartz is like, well, you can't speak for, on behalf of the whole group. And Katie goes, actually, she can, because that's how we all feel. Ariana says in a confessional, I'm not making decisions for anybody but myself. I don't want to be my ex, around my ex. I don't fucking have to, which I know people are going to be like, okay, why the house girl? Fair enough. Fair enough. I hear you. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Anne. So then, um, like, they're trying to figure out, like, is there some kind of way that we can bridge a gap so that Sandoval can come back into the fold? This is not my ego telling up other people what to do like this isn't gonna happen so shorts is like well i'm sorry for talking about your ego you know i just miss the whole group dynamic and it's like see i was talking to bravo and botox about this raccoon energy it's for the first time i thought about like which man has it in the same way that Tamara barney judge has it waddle and you know other people Kristen doty also has raccoon energy. Tom Schwartz says, because you never know. It's like he's going to lash out at you and like call you a bootleg Kardashian and say that you're a bitch or, you know, tell Katie that, you know, I don't care about you and you don't support me or whatever the fuck. Horrible thing he said, dump a drink on you. And at the other point, he'll be like, well, I didn't mean to say that. Like, I, ju I just miss you guys. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. To which Ariana says, nobody destroyed that dynamic but Sandoval. So then he's like, well, you know, I'm just trying to have a conversation, but you guys are all ganging up on me. And it's like, no, they're all holding you accountable. You're trying to slither into some bullshit. And they're saying, no. He's saying, Red Rover, Red Rover, sent Schwartzian over. And they, they're in lockstep with each other. Arms interlinked. They're not trying to hear this. And you're like, well, I'm just trying to have fun. Why would you guys let me go? He's the one who's trying to get through it. Red, oh, I bet you. Ooh, I bet he was in the fifth grade, little bitch, trying to get through Red Rover and be like, hey, you guys are having fun. And like, he starts crying. You're like, why would you guys let me through it? It's like, that's not the game, dummy. Oh, I bet Shorts was that kid. I bet he was. So Katie says to Shorts, release yourself. Release yourself from this torture that you've been under. And he goes, well, I don't really have anything else to say. So after that, Sheena goes to the bathroom, right? She walks right past Tom and Kyle. And <laughs> Sheena's outfit, like, people were trying to have a touchstone on it. For me, it was Blackpink. And I don't mean the K-pop group. I mean, it was, like, when Pink was black in the very beginning of her career. Like, that's what she was giving. The crop top, the, um, the tan, 
the glasses, Mary J. Blige glasses, like the whole thing was very black pink. Not black pink, but black pink. So Tom stops Sheena to ask, like, oh, can we talk for a second? She's like, I'm not going to do it here. Okay, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, but I'm not going to do it here. Like, she's pointing at the people. <laughs> now we're here. So she meets him out in the alley. Thank God. Thank God we're back in the Sir Alley where we belong, you know? Like, we come to this place for magic, right? So they meet in the alley. He's, like, in this total good boy nice guy kick he's skipping down the stairs with a diet coke for himself and i got you vodka soda you know i was getting my diet coke she's like i'm actually three weeks sober today but thank you (laughs) thank god for these editors making us watch these like laguna beach-esque lingering stairs that uh like Kristen and steven at a party or, or in cabo staring at each other from across the club as like you know, like some sort of, I don't know, like Dido song plays. You know, like the looking between Sandoval and Sheena, like I, and with nothing being said between them, like that's history, baby. You know what? So they sit down and Tom Sandoval's like, well, you look like you kind of wrote in on like a Shania Twain, like, like motorcycle. Like, you know that video where she's like, and she just goes, thank you. <laughs> he goes, is that what you were going for? She's like, well, it was like a Y2K look. And he pop, pumps his fist in his air and he goes, yes. Like, I got it. <laughs> like, family feud rules. The sweater I'm wearing is Y2K era, too. Like, it's all ease, right? So Sheena says, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect to get blocked when I reached out to you. You know, like, when somebody is near and dear to you passed away. And Tom's like, well, I understand that and I appreciate it. But, like, I just wasn't in the space. And I haven't been a lot of these days. So Sheena's like, well, I would think that you would think after 14 years of friendship that you would know me better than that. Like, I have a heart, but, like, you haven't been acting like you have a heart, Tom. So Tom's like, everything I do is looked at in the most negative way possible. But Sheena's like, but don't you think, like, maybe if you showed an ounce of remorse from the beginning that things maybe could have been different? Tom's like, oh, yeah, of course. I handled it like shit, but, like, I can't do anything about the past. She's like, well, you can apologize and be remorseful now. Like, you don't need to keep doubling down and acting like a villain. Okay? And he's like, but I already apologized to you at at your house three months ago. (laughs) Honestly, just seeing him in that mustache in his Wario era in a flashback really was like a jump scare for me. And honestly, like he still is in his Wario era. It's just like not a full mustache. Now it's like a five o'clock situation. I see it though. I see it. So then Tom says that he would actually really love to talk to Ariana because out of everybody in the group, she's been like a hundred times less proactively vindictive towards him, which is actually kind of weird to him because she has every right to go after him, but she's not the one who gets off on that. And then he says, you know, I just don't like, I don't want to see, I don't want to get dragged. I don't want to get dragged. So Shana says, well, nobody wants to see you, Tom. I know it's been relentless. And Tom goes, well, listen, I know that you're doing podcasts for money, but like at a certain point it's too much and it's too far. And Shana's like, I agree. And at a certain point we stopped. So then she says, I think maybe you just really need to humble yourself and like play it cool. Maybe leave Schwartz and Raquel's name out of songs and stop talking about how Schwartz doesn't have a house anymore. And, you know, 
how Raquel wants you so bad. You know, like, everything you're doing is literally the definition of a narcissist. And Tom goes, it's really not. You should look it up. And so she goes, well, a narcissist would never admit that they're a narcissist. And he goes, of course not. That's why Lala wouldn't admit that she is. <laughs> and I, like, got the... I hate to admit that that actually tickled me. Because it just, like, when things come out of nowhere, like, why does she catch a stray? <laughs> it just really cracked me up. I don't even agree with it. Like, I don't really like Lala that much, but I don't know if narcissist would be my definition for her. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> so Sheena goes, well, that's not true, and that's offensive, and I need to go home for my daughter. I love when we're going home to Summer Moon. I need to go feed my daughter, Okay. But my voice advice to you is just to humble yourself and have some um, have some humility, okay? No one's wishing any harm for you to come to hurt you or her. I just want to make that clear. And Tom's like, well, you should know after that Nima interview, I really had to talk her down. I just want you to know that. And she goes, but she said it. And then she even says in a confessional, this was never meant to be a podcast to attack Tom and Raquel. It was meant to put the truth out there. Because she said that she was going to have Tom say that she was making up a rumor. So she's like, well, whether or not Sandoval said that, I don't know. I don't know if he said that to Raquel, but Raquel definitely said that to Nima. And basically, she said that at the finale last season. Tom called her a liar. And so she had Nima on the podcast to prove that this conversation did, in fact, happen. So he's like, I'm not going to have my character be questioned so tom's like but it wouldn't have to been if you had ever brought it up and sheena goes but i wouldn't have had to bring it up if you hadn't fucked raquel to begin with i'm done i'm done and so tom goes okay well i guess that's gonna be the thing (laughs) yeah i think in an argument roads are likely to lead to you fucking somebody in the first place it is not gonna hurt it's not gonna feel good so you probably shouldn't have done it see i just did it (laughs) it's easy it's easy to do so then tom's in a confessional that he would say out of everybody the loss of his friendship with sheena has been the most devastating because i i looked at the timeline and i think all of us had a collective memory and I don't think it was a Mandela effect of the finale. Sheena making it very clear that Tom told her in that phone call when she was over in New York with Raquel, Rachel, and, you know, Ariana was with Tom at the club, that Tom had told her, oh, we've really never been friends like that. We were never friends, Sheena, like completely downplaying their friendship. But okay, all of a sudden, okay, yeah, I guess if the pool of people you're talking about is... Sheena, James, and Lala, and Katie, then yeah, I guess Sheena would be the most devastating one, because you were the only one who kind of, out, out of them, and maybe James, and you told him you weren't friends either, so, okay, but whatever, you guys had this great relationship, you're so devastated to lose Sheena, I think you're devastated because you thought, out of everybody, and honestly, we all thought this, that Sheena would be the first one to tumble. She'd be the first little um, block in the Jenga tower to crumble. And uh, you'd be able to do that, but it's not happening. She's got her Mary J. Blige glasses on and you're not penetrating that wall. She's got to feed Summer Moon, okay? And it doesn't feel good to you. So, 
Sorry. And that's the end of Vanderpump Rules for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.